Hey friend, whenever you are crossing over into something new, looking to gain ground in business, preparing for a transition, pursuing the promises of God in your life, it is not easy. Let me repeat that, it is not easy. <laughs> there are a lot of battles we must face along the way, and I know you feel me on this, like virtual high fives over here. You, my friend, are gonna find a lot of encouragement in this conversation today. So grab a cup of lukewarm coffee, kombucha, whatever you want. Grab your Bible and a pen to take some notes. We're gonna go over five key points, biblical truths and perspectives that are gonna strengthen you for the battles and challenges that you are going to face. Hey friend, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Do you absolutely love being a wife and a mom, but something in you desires more? Do you wanna grow as an entrepreneur without hurting your family? You wonder, is it really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? Hi, my name is Michelle, and as a wife of 17 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel. I know you wish every day that there were more hours in the day to get it all done and be the best mom that you can be. I know the mom guilt whispers in your ear far too often and you get tired of dealing with the constant interruptions. You crave more simplicity, more order in your home, more connection with your family, and more than anything, a strong faith that keeps your heart steady no matter the season. I'm so thankful you're here to join me on this journey of processing life together and growing in greater purpose as fellow business-minded mamas with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. On this podcast, we will use this precious time exploring how to embrace a heart of surrender, gain biblical perspective for everyday life, and learn practical tips to experience more peace in the midst of balancing work and family. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. Do you believe that too? Then let's connect the work of our hands with our influence at home so that we can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Go grab that basket of clean laundry to fold or pour another cup of coffee and let's grow together. Hey mama, today is part two of success principles from the book of Joshua. Today, we're talking all about battle blueprints, strategies and expectations that we can use for our journey of growth. I don't know about you, but as a business-minded mama with a heart for home, who is intentional and loves seeing goals accomplished or progress moving forward, I want all the tips and strategies for success. I've learned a lot on my self-development journey and gleaned a lot of wisdom from others, but at the end of the day, all the personal growth videos, YouTube videos, podcasts, books, blogs, it will all sell you short if you're not rooted in the word of God. So of course, I want to share with you some of my insight from experience for conquering those goals for your life and fighting your battles. But the most important thing I want to share is God's perspective, the simple truths he revealed to me in the Bible in my quiet time. I share this so humbly because I want you to know that I am learning and reminding myself of these things right along with you. I want you to know that I'm always here with you on this journey, growing alongside you, and I just hope that you feel that support and that sisterhood relationship in the, in the process. I want to encourage you always to dig into the Bible yourself and see what special things God wants to reveal to you specifically. His word is alive and living, and he has a fresh word for you today. I am sure of it. The book of Joshua is full of principles and perspectives for success as you march forward in faith and really fight the battles you need to fight daily to move towards your goals, 
dreams, and desires. We can learn so much about what this process can look like when we look in the book of Joshua. I've been unpacking some of my notes in previous episodes, and I want to pick up where I left off. But first, I want to remind you to check out episodes 10 and 11, and also episode 19, which is part one of this episode. Any kingdom-minded entrepreneur or mom pursuing God's best will glean so much from these biblical truths. These episodes are rock solid, and I encourage you to share them with others too, um, just as a way to encourage them and be a blessing. Whenever you are crossing over into something new, looking to gain ground in business, preparing for a transition, pursuing the promises of God in your life, it is not easy. Let me repeat that. It is not easy. And for some of you right now, it's just like, okay, all right, (laughs) you're speaking my language. I'm not alone in this. It's not. And you know what? There's a lot of battles that we must face along the way. I know you feel me on this. You, my friend, are going to find a lot of encouragement in this conversation today. So let's, let's get into it. As a mom, me personally, with a you know, little, maybe large perfectionist bone in my body. I babied my first couple kids a lot, a good bit when they were little. And I took on a lot of the responsibilities myself. I cared about quality and excellence and felt that nobody could do it better than me. So what happens naturally is we tend to do it all. Also, I felt that I was loving my children, loving my family by doing everything. Well, it doesn't take long after you've had the third baby that you realize you are severely outnumbered and those perfectionist standards start to fly out the window. And by the time you have your fifth baby, you're just like trying to keep your name straight and take whatever help you can get. (laughs) But having kids is one of the greatest refining processes you will ever have. And I've learned to let a lot go in the process. All that to say that as a mom, You learn and you grow. And one of the things that I've learned is that it is not in my children's best interest for me to do everything for them, even if I can do it better. They need to learn and figure things out. They'll miss out on many life lessons if I give them everything they ever want or need on a, quote, silver platter. However, as a mom, it is my intention to always set them up for success. So whatever is expected of them, I do my part to guide them, direct them, train them, do whatever is necessary to set them up for success, but I don't do it all for them. I actually feel like the more kids I have and the older they get too, that the less I do for them than I ever have. I'm always here for them. They know that I'm right there. I watch over them. I give them the vision and the leadership they need. I love them well, but they've got to step up. It's for their good because I want them to grow. I love them enough to allow them and give them the space and the opportunity to grow. Well, God, as our good, good heavenly father, he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow in our faith. In a similar way, God sets us up for success. He gives us his promises. He fills us with his spirit. He guides and directs our lives. But we actually have to move to take action. When I was growing up, I remember um, as a teenager, I just would always picture myself kind of as as one of those string puppets. I was like, God, use me. Do whatever you want in me. Like I just wanted him to move my arms, move my legs, just kind of like let him be in charge. And I was the puppet and just let him do his thing. But I've learned as life goes on, it doesn't take too long to figure out that actually you're the hands and you're the feet of Jesus. And you actually have to move yourself (laughs) with his guidance and with, with his leadership. It is our works that show our faith. 
And we're here. You're listening right now because you're a woman of faith, right? But how do we know this? We show this by the works of our hands. And it is this work. It'll look different and have have many different job descriptions along the way, depending on the season of life that we're in. But righteousness often looks like work. I want to read you a passage from our devotional yesterday with the kids. If you missed it, go back a few episodes back. I can't even remember what which episode number it is at the top of my head um, about reading to your kids and giving them a biblical worldview. I love these devotionals called Hero Tales. And we've been reading about Amy Carmichael and she is a missionary in India. Let me pull this up here. It's been such a beautiful story, but I was Really um, touched by her story yesterday because basically she's in India. She went over there for mission work, of course, and she's traveling from village to village, really doing her missionary dream, if you will, doing the things that look holy, that look righteous, that that she feels that God has called her to do. And her plans get changed dramatically when she kind of gets thrown into a situation where she finds herself rescuing these Hindu girls. These are girls. She pretty much pioneered the way for human trafficking before it was even a thing. Um, these are these are temple girls and they were sold to the temple of the Hindu gods when they were little girls and they were very abused and it wasn't good. And so she ended up rescuing these girls and people began bringing her these girls, even babies. So let me pick up and read what it says. She says, but these little jewels were a lot of work, especially the babies, feeding, burping, changing diapers, rocking, hushing, and then it had to be done all over again. Sometimes when Amy was rocking a crying baby, she remembered the thrill of traveling from village to village, telling people about Jesus. Had she done the right thing to give up that important work just to take care of babies? Maybe you felt like that, mom. Maybe you're, you've had a career or you had some, something that you really loved and were passionate about and you feel like you gave it all up when you had kids. And now all you do is feed babies and change diapers and clean up dishes and clean up the crumbs and kiss the boo-boos and do it all over again. Maybe you resonate with that. It goes, then Amy reread the Bible story about when Jesus kneeled down and washed the feet of his disciples. It was dirty work, the work of a servant. Then Jesus told his disciples to follow his example. All right, I will. I'm God's servant, Amy agreed. And he did give me these little ones to care for. Now in India, social caste or social class was very, very big back then. Like you only did the things that were appropriate for your class that you were in. And so it says in this story, one day a new Christian came to Donovore Fellowship. This is her organization where she's rescuing these children and wanted to help with the babies. But when Amy asked her to wash the nursery floor, she refused. I can't. It's against It's against my caste. It would be too humiliating, she protested. Amy took the bucket of soapy water and got down on her knees. Housework, she said gently, like any other job, is God's work. Whatever we do becomes a good and holy task if we do it for God. Isn't that a beautiful story? Your work, moms. It doesn't have to be glamorous to be glorifying to God. Let your faith manifest itself into the works of your hands. And always remember to ask God what you are to be working towards and to define success with him. In faith, he wants to move you forward towards your goals, even if it looks different than you maybe thought or imagined. In James 2, there's an entire passage about what faith looks like. I actually read this yesterday, and I just want to share this with you. 
It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you by my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that without good deeds, it's useless? It's so crazy to me how in the Bible, God talks about the land he will give his people. Time and time again, he reminds them of this promise to give, keyword, give them the land. He says things like, I will bring you to the land, which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. To your descendants, I will give this land. I will give you the land to possess it. Give, give, give. <laughs> and then finally, after all this time passes, there's the waiting, the wandering, all the struggles of the process. The Israelites are finally there. They cross over the Jordan. They get into the land that they've been given. And God is like, here you go. But you have to take it. Like, say what, God? <laughs> what do you mean? You said you would give me this land. He's like, yes, I've given it to you. But you have to take it. Even though God had gone before them and was going to give them the victory, it was already promised, they still had to go into battle. They still had to take it. The promised land didn't just fall in their lap. You have to know that as you move and grow in business as a wife, as a mother, towards whatever goals that you have in your heart, you are going to have to fight battles and take what is yours. You're going to have to show your faith in action. You will not possess what you don't pursue. We have to remember that the battle belongs to the Lord. And that's the good news. I love that it's his battle. His victory is ours. He is our victory. And so we can have confidence in that today. Knowing that there's going to be some challenges along the way. Let's talk about God's perspective for battle. I love looking in Joshua because you can see the Israelites in their journey and their process. And you can just see the bigger picture when you're from the outside looking in. So I love to see God operate. And let's talk a little bit about his perspective. So we know we have some battles ahead. And in Joshua 5, this is where the Lord's commander confronts Joshua. I'm going to read straight from the Bible here. It says, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you a friend or a foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Do you remember how Moses had a similar experience when he met God in a burning bush? Life goes in cycles. It's interesting how we have to continuously be reminded of these truths because we find ourselves in similar moments as we move forward. By God's grace, we're moving from glory to glory. But here's the point of that. When Joshua met face to face with the commander of the Lord's army, when he realized who it was, he took off his shoes just like Moses did because it was a holy moment and a holy place. He understood in that moment who was in charge. 
He understood that he was a servant and he humbled himself as he honored the presence of God. This reminds me how Moses was also referred to continuously. He was always referred to in the Bible as the servant of the Lord, the servant of the Lord. It is an honor to be a servant. Gosh, I, I just need to tell myself that all over and over every day because so much of our life as mothers, it is serving. Business, uh, newsflash, <laughs> it is serving. It is work. It's okay though. We have to honor that. Remember who's in charge. There's always more than what our eyes can see. Our battles are not against flesh and blood and we have to trust that God fights our battles on our behalf. What a great reminder that story was. We simply need to stand in faith and march forward in obedience. He will bring the walls down and do the impossible. The most important thing is that God is on our side and we are warriors in his army, not us charging ahead in our own ways, dragging him along, but we are warriors in his army, that he is on the throne. Remember to keep God in the front line, on the throne of your heart. That's really a heart posture more than anything, but in all you do. If you want great success in the battles that you're going to have to face, you are his servant created for good works in faith. Proverbs 16, 25 says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. God's ways are higher than ours. And we've just got to trust him. We've got to trust that he's in charge. He knows best. And we've got to let him lead. God doesn't just give us a promise and drop it in our lap. We have to take action on it. We have to march in faith. We have many battles and obstacles that we have to overcome along the way. And we've got to know deep down our identity, that we're warriors, who we are. The task at hand, it usually looks like work and it takes time. <laughs> the good news is that God lives outside of time and we can trust that if he said it, he will do it no matter how long it takes. That's one of the things I love reading about these stories. Somebody like, say, Amy Carmichael, you can look at her life and you can see, oh my gosh, it looks almost like in the moment how it would seem like time is wasted or time is standing still or we're taking a step back or this is unproductive or we've hit a major detour. But when you look at the big picture, you're like, no, this was purposeful. God was working in this. This was timely. Only God can speak to the past about what is to come. Let me give you an example. This is so cool. In Joshua, talking about the battle of Jericho, which was the first battle that the Israelites had to face in the promised land. These are two verses back to back. Okay. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. So the reality, the reality was Jericho was tightly shut. People were afraid. Nobody's going in or out. It is sealed. It's a sealed deal. It's a done deal. But the very next verse, it says, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. Your reality, my reality, is not God's reality. So keep the faith and do whatever God tells you to do, even if it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the victory comes through shouts of praise and just being in God's presence. The Israelites marched around Jericho day after day with no change. It made no sense. Not one stone fell out of the wall. No progress was happening. I can't imagine how they must have felt just walking around every day like, okay, God, um, what's next? What's, what's happening here? I mean, it just, it literally made no sense. Nothing was happening. It seemed ridiculous, really. Have you ever felt like that? God, I'm marching. I'm walking in obedience. I'm doing what I feel like you're calling me to do. And I don't 
see I'm getting anywhere. Nothing's happening. I'm not making any progress and I feel like I'm doing all the right things. When you find yourself questioning, remember the story, but remember what the Bible says. He says the seven priests with the ram's horn started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. So when the walls came down, they were in the presence of the Lord. If you're marching forward and you're moving forward and you're working in his presence, you cannot fail. You are and will be victorious. The Bible says, do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then shout. Sometimes when it comes to receiving God's promises, our mouth gets in the way. Sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do, I heard a pastor say this one, sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is zip our lips and march. The people were to march in silence around Jericho. So interesting. Remember from this story, remember the power of your tongue in the things that you speak and in the things that you don't speak. You're a critical part of the process. Speak when he tells you to speak. And be silent when you're to be silent. Just let God do it. Each battle or act of moving forward looks different. The Israelites, it's so fascinating. When you look in Joshua and you look at all the battles that they face, each battle looked so different. The Israelites were to march around Jericho in one battle. And then in the very next one, they're to fiercely attack. They were supposed to keep nothing for themselves in one victory. And in another, they're to take all the plunder. The most important thing was that they were obedient to the God. They were just following his command. You're a success in your obedience, in the presence of the Lord. I encourage you to read Joshua, the story of the battle of Jericho. And then right after that, read the story against the battle of Ai, AI. It's totally different strategies. In that story, the second one, the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, point the spear in your hand towards Ai. For I will hand the town over to you. Joshua did as he was commanded. As soon as Joshua gave this signal, all the men in ambush jumped out from their position and poured into the town. They quickly captured it and set it on fire. And then a whole bunch of other um, crazy, gruesome stuff happens. And then it says, For Joshua kept holding out his spear until everyone who had lived in I was completely destroyed. Joshua held out his spear towards the the town for the entire day in this battle to lead them to victory. This was a totally different battle strategy than with Jericho. It was pretty brutal and pretty aggressive, but you know what? It was God's plan. And that's what matters. It was God's plan. Different seasons of our life are going to call for different strategies. And some might resonate with us. We're like, yeah, I like this, God. I like this marching thing. This is cool. And then other times you're like, no, I don't want to fight. That's a little too aggressive. That's a little too much. That's, that's a little too scary. You know what? Just be obedient. Be obedient to whatever God calls you. Ask him what his battle blueprints are for you. Ask him what his strategy is for you. There's going to be battles. This is the point. On our journey, there are going to be battles. Even when we're walking in and towards the promises of God. So don't get discouraged if the road seems hard, if it seems challenging. It doesn't mean that God is not in it. By Joshua 12, right? By the time we get to Joshua 12, the number of kings that Israel defeated, remember, this is in the promised land. So they crossed the promised land. This is the land they've been given. And by Joshua 12, only on the west side, they've defeated 31 kings. That's a lot of battles. That's a lot of circumstances they've had to go through. 
even it says again in Joshua 8, it reminds them again. It says, for the Lord your God will give it to you. He's always reminding them, I'm giving this to you. Even though this was true, they still had to prepare. They had to strategize. They had to get up early. They had to take their possession in battle. It's interesting how the land was already promised to them, but it wasn't theirs until they took it. So again, I'm just reading these notes and I know that God is going to speak to you through this and that you are just going to glean some encouragement, some wisdom, some insight, because I think this is so powerful and so encouraging specifically for entrepreneurs, for us moms pursuing more. So ask yourself the question, what has God promised you in your life? What promises do you need to walk in today? And what action do you need to take? The Israelites, they, they had to take action. It even talks about in the Bible how they explored the land. They had to write out a description. They mapped out the territory. They had to do their part. They figured a lot of things out, but then they asked God and trusted him to do his part. They decided which territory belonged to what tribe, but at the end of the day, they cast their, I think it called, they call it sacred lots before the Lord and let him have the final say. They had to plan it out, but God orchestrated every detail of the battles. So in conclusion, because I know there's just so much richness and goodness that I've just been sharing, let me just share with you some of the main points that we can gather from Joshua from this passage. So the first point is that crossing over into the promises of God on our faith walk from glory to glory, it's not the promise that it's going to be easy. You're going to have to fight battles. It's going to happen and take what is yours. You're going to have to show your faith in action, in your good works. Stay faithful. I always say this. It's just the cry of my heart um, just to stay faithful and know that in your faithfulness, you will bear fruit in due season. Okay, point number two, remember who is in charge and honor your duty as a servant. This is a biblical warrior status. You want to have warrior status from a Bible perspective, from a God perspective? Be a servant. Be the servant of all. Love others and serve others. There you go. Point number three, your reality is not God's reality. If you're marching forward and moving and working in his presence, you cannot fail. You are victorious. He is your success. God is our greatest success. And if nothing else, if we just walk in his presence, gosh, that is everything. That is everything. And sometimes I think he wants not sometimes, I believe he wants our hearts to be so fixed on him that that nothing else matters, that we want him, we seek him more than the earthly gains, more than the goals, more than the progress, more than the accomplishments, more than the followings or the likes or whatever. We want him to be on the throne of our heart and our heart to be positioned in that way. All right, point number four, you're, you're going to have battles even though you're walking in and towards the promises of God, but just because you struggle doesn't mean that God isn't in it. I love that. That's so awesome and encouraging. Just ask God, ask him for wisdom. The Bible says he gives it generously. So set your plans and intentions and trust God to orchestrate the details. Every battle that you face, every challenge that comes, it's going to look different. We've just got to ask God. There's no blueprint for everybody. We're not, God didn't create us with a cookie cutter plan. He created us to walk and abide in a relationship with him, to listen to his spirit, to walk with him. And we need to ask him and to commit to fighting our battles his way. Ask God, how are you supposed to fight? God, how am I supposed to fight my battles? Are you supposed to wait on him and worship? 
Are you to march in silence? Are you to strategize and take massive action? Are you to relentlessly fight until the job is done, leaving no stone unturned? Just be alert. The Bible also reminds us to be alert to the tactics of the enemy. Be aware of the testing and ask God about everything. I know that he will not fail you. So Father God, I just thank you so much for the truth of your word. Thank you for encouraging us today with scripture. And thank you that we're your chosen people, God. Thank you that what we can learn from the Israelites, but that we, we are women of God. We are women of faith. We are your chosen people. We are your daughters, daughters of the most high King. We are your warriors, God. And I pray that above all, you just give us a heart to serve, to love, and to stay faithful, God. And that when hard times come and when challenges comes, we wouldn't beat ourselves up. We wouldn't get discouraged. We wouldn't blame ourselves and heap on guilt and shame. That is not of you, God, that we would look to you and we would fight in faith that we would remember who's in charge, God, that we would ask you how you want us to fight, how you want us to show up, God, what strategy you have for us, and that no matter what, at the end of the day, we would obey you and just walk in your presence, God. We thank you that you are a victory. Lord, we just worship you. We honor you. We put you on the throne of our life. Thank you that you are the commander in chief of our life, God, and that we are soldiers in your army and that we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have it all figured out. We don't even have to have a smooth a smooth road, God. You equip us for battle, God. And I pray that the mom listening, that you would just equip her and anoint her and empower her today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey girl, do you wish there was a way to balance both motherhood and business with more purpose? You know where you could confidently do all the things without the fear of failure? I know what it feels like to wonder if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business all for the glory of God. But imagine if you could connect the work of your hands with your influence at home so that there was more peace and unity as you grow in business and build your family. That's exactly what I'm doing, and I want to help you do that too. I'm opening up some spots this summer for one-on-one heart-to-heart coaching. This is a time where we can sit together for an hour, and I'll empower you with simple strategies, mindsets, and heart sets for finding success in balancing both motherhood and business with God at the center. I'll help you find greater purpose and peace while you intentionally grow your business and pour into your family, all by seeking God first. In each heart-to-heart session, we're going to process through what's on your heart as we pursue God's heart for true transformation. At the end of each session, you're going to walk away with practical steps for breakthrough in three of the most important areas of your life. Number one, you're going to get a strategy to experience greater growth and purpose in your business. Number two, an intentional action to nurture your family and create more order in your home. And number three, most importantly, a heart posture of surrender that builds an unshakable faith no matter the season. Ultimately, you're gonna get fresh vision and fresh clarity for how your faith, family, and work can beautifully connect as you pursue your greatest potential. So if you're ready for a spirit-led coaching experience with the clarity to get you unstuck and the trustworthy support to help you become the woman you are called to be, and if you're finally ready to stop striving and start thriving as a business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. Now is the time to work together. Let's schedule a heart-to-heart strategy session. I have only four coaching spots left this summer. First come, first serve. So when they're gone, they're gone. 
head over right now to michellehyatt.com and respond to the pop-up with the words coaching please. I'll send you an email to make sure we're a great fit and give you my calendar to grab a limited spot. Together, we're gonna get you set up with simple, surrender-driven success strategies for balancing your family and your business with greater purpose and peace. Again, head over to michellehyatt.com, that's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T, and comment in the pop-up with the words, coaching please, click submit to send your message, and we'll get you all set up for a heart-to-heart. I cannot wait to work with you. If you like Mama so, Hey mama, real quick, before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to take 30 seconds right now and leave a quick written review. More importantly, this is the way we can reach other mamas just like you and help them find more peace and purpose as they balance motherhood and business with God at the center. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Surrender Driven Success Podcast, click five stars and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social or simply text it to a friend to spread the love. I appreciate you and can't wait to connect over at michellehyatt.com forward slash connect. That's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T dot com forward slash connect.